0: Welcome to Chuck and Anthony Ragnarok, the premiere, prestige, limited format podcast all about the greatest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Ragnarok. I'm Anthony Carboni sitting across the internet from Chuck Wendig. And Chuck, hello. It is a bittersweet day here, of course.
1: It is. Boy, it is.
0: Because uh, we only have five minutes
1: of the movie left. We can't put this off.
0: We can't put this off. It is uh, It is now the last episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, yeah, what's that? I'm just getting informed. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Somebody, is, uh, somebody has just informed me, even though yeah. they were told not to, that there's apparently a uh, a problem with episode two of this very podcast.
1: What? The, what's the problem? I don't um, understand. I don't understand the problem.
0: I mean, there is an episode two.
1: Yeah, there is. We handled uh, that. And we handled it.
0: I just, uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, numerically, mm. it seems like there's nothing wrong with the number of episodes here, including the last three. This all tracks. It's
1: all tracks. It all works. It all works. works. It's, it's ten- the new math. It's new math. Yeah,
0: it's ten minutes at a time ten of the movie Thor time. Ragnarok without error. So I don't yeah. know what happened, but yeah, shut uh, up, shut up, everybody. Uh, apparently, people are not uh, entirely happy with uh, with episode two. So. Um, Maybe we should do uh, what is always the smart thing to do, and just kowtow to the internet and give in to their demands. That's usually and what I do. Yeah, just give them, give the internet what they want. It always mm-hmm. turns out well for everyone. Yeah, the internet um, is a
1: good place, full of good people who don't. Yeah, and a. they got good ideas, and they Your have good best requests. Ideas. Yeah, collectively it's good. Uh,
0: but so yeah, I guess there was an issue with episode two. So um, let's just <sighs> re-record episode two. Okay, real quick. okay,
1: all right, all right. But uh, I just want to clarify: there's no uh, enamel pins. You're good with that, right?
0: Oh, uh yeah, no no no, I haven't touched I'm, I've been off the pins for hours.
1: Okay, and we're we're so, outside of apple season.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we're both we're both clean and sober and ready to record. I'm a shining star. I'm ready. Uh I'm nothing but a ball of of a ball of warm bright light yep. and uh good intentions. So That's here we good.
1: go. All right, here we go. Let's do it.
0: <clears throat> Man, it's been a while <clears throat> since I've thought about this movie. All right. <laughs> Thor, Thor. Ragnar. That's not true. No, That's not true. I think I about it think every day. It every day. But it's been a while since I've talked about this movie on a microphone. True. Uh, episode two begins mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a Hamlet-style play within a play. Mm, how cute. Um, which is normally a device that I absolutely dislike. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. But it's done in such a silly tongue-in-cheek way uh, in this, and with such a uh, with such a wonderful cast.
1: Yeah, we have uh the magic of another secret Hemsworth brother. They fucking churn those things out, don't they? They just have like a there's like a factory somewhere where they make oh, Hemsworths.
0: It's just perfect beautiful Hemsworths all the way down.
1: Sexy Hemsworth. So, I think we can Although admit think, this is not the sexiest Hemsworth playing Well, the, so feel. here's
0: here's my here's my thing about it. I don't know that he's a secret Hemsworth sure. uh, uh or an uh, I think maybe he's just the the more the Hemsworth that the youth knows a little bit more. Interesting. Like you gotta be a little bit younger to be fully aware of Luke oh, okay. Hemsworth. That's fair. Um, but he has been around and yeah. he is a he is a gorgeous person. Okay. Uh, sure. Matt Damon is there as Loki, just yep. killing it. Yep. Just and I can't it. I can never say Matt Damon's name anymore without going Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. I can't. No. And it doesn't matter what else he's done. He's done so many things since then.
1: He does and he does I, everything. He just shows
0: up. He just shows up and he's there and he does good work, and I can't ever let Team America go.
1: No. You know what the perfect thing is? Is that Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth go on vacations together? Yeah. Isn't that's that why
0: that's apparently why this happened. Is like yeah. it's Luke Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Sam Neal. Uh, Sam Neal is Loki, and these are apparently all people that just hang out. Yeah. Sam Neal, I guess Sam Neal has that has like a sheep farm. He's a, and a sheep winery, dog,
1: and he has a pig. Which his his Twitter. If you don't have, I think it's I think it's Twitter only. I don't know if he has Instagram, but his Twitter feed is just delightful. It has nothing to do with anything, and occasionally he takes selfies with his pig.
0: I love it. It's, it's so good. good. Uh, this is also so good because it 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 actually recaps everything you need to know about all of the Thor that's happened until now. <laughs> yeah, you don't in have like to watch thirty those. seconds.
1: Don't watch those. Just watch this.
0: You don't have to watch him. You're it's done. Done. Um.
1: Thank you, Taika. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Taika Waititi, for once again doing everything perfectly. Uh, one of the lines in this uh, in this play says, "Sorry about the time I turned you into a frog," which is a thing. Which is a thing uh, that is referencing the Walt Simonson run of Thor. It's Thor number three sixty four from nineteen eighty six about Throg. God damn it, Throg. Where uh, where. Thor is turned into a frog, yep, umoneir little, little in New York, yeah, and is attacked by a rat of and course finds out that he is now in the middle of a war between the rats and frogs of new york city that's that's fine, um, he makes a friend named Puddle Gulp, yep. The he they talk to the frog. Uh, they talk to the frog king Gullwort. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. There's some shit um, going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, Loki turns Thor into a frog. Um. Loki turns Thor or back into a human being. Um. But Throg continues on. <laughs>
1: because of course he does.
0: Throg continues on. Yeah. Throg has a is has like a little tiny shard of Mjolnir. Yeah. And uh, he is worthy of holding it, and he's a little—he's a little frog that still exists and was brought back in 2009 for uh, a run of a series called Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers.
1: Yeah, which, as we've mentioned before, I look forward to the day when the Marvel Cinematic Universe is another 10 or 20 years in, and they just are crazy. Like just they have, lo- yeah. Just it's pet, it's all Pet Avengers. It's like Quasar. It's just insane stuff God. that's not, yeah.
0: When we get to when we get to quasar, here's what I want in yeah, here's okay. what I want in in phase. Well, let's say phase seven.
1: Seven. Here here's what is, I want seven. in phase
0: seven. Yeah. When this when this shit is just so <clears throat> diluted, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. left. We're, it's so insane. Just to, just madness. It's it, when we get to the point where it's the homeopathy of superhero <laughs> movies, <laughs> and there's just yeah. like a, a, a one millionth of a part of an original superhero movie left because we've watered yeah. it down that much. Right. I want Mm -hmm. slapstick. Yep. Sleepwalker. Okay. Quasar.
1: (laughs) Yep. Quasar.
0: Um, all on a team together. Sure. That's what I want. Yeah. I want. I want slapstick to. I. I genuinely do want slapstick and sleepwalker to get movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm into that.
0: A sleepwalker movie, I think, would actually be very cool done as a horror film.
1: Oh yeah, like kind of like the new 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 Mutants thing. They're yeah, doing. just because yeah, I right. think
0: the idea Sleepwalker, if you're not if you're not familiar, was a uh, was created in the '90s, and it's this it's this guy who, whenever he falls asleep, a weird alien inhabits his body and yep. comes out only when he's asleep, and it's this terrible, monstrous-looking alien. But it uh, but it it's wants a little just,
1: venom-like in its nature. And yeah, it just sort, wants yeah.
0: goodness and justice. Yeah. Um, but the problem is because this weird monster is always around when the crimes happen, people think the monster is responsible for the crimes in some way. And this guy knows that the monster is inside of him. And so he's afraid to go to sleep. And it's all about like all the shit that goes on in his life when he's afraid to go to sleep. Unfortunately, they drop that about like four or five issues in and everything's cool. <laughs> it's, and then it's fine now it's fine now yeah. yeah then they're just buddies who share bo- who share a body it's just like don't worry a sleepwalker will save the day and it's just and the main conflict i think becomes i think the guy's name was rick the main conflict becomes like if there's a place for rick to safely be asleep yeah instantly how can he sleep public yeah. yeah and that's a boring shitty comic but that it wasn't just, no it wasn't when it started anyway hit me up hit me Do up it. kevin feige i got ideas yeah. for phase seven yeah, you know what? And as a guy who wrote
1: uh, Hyperion, Dick, A.K.A. Dickhead Superman, mm-hmm. I, I, let's just throw him in there, just because.
0: Yeah, I have a personal
1: him. stake in in him.
0: Dickhead Superman is so yeah. great.
1: He is, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I do love- like
1: the idea that they were like, "Well, a Superman, naturally taken to a certain conclusion, could just be a sort of a just a super narcissistic jerk."
0: Yeah, why wouldn't he be? There was <laughs> a there was a period of time when, like, not just it wasn't just um, Marvel, but Image really, really toyed with that in oh, the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Um, and especially, what was the name of there? It was like a, a uh, what was it? Like America's Got Powers or whatever?
1: Something where, like that, yeah.
0: Do you remember that where it was like a guy who um, whose powers were like increased the higher his approval rating was? Yeah, what the hell was that? Uh, that was really wild. There was like a lot of stuff like that. And then of course, the Youngblood was based on that in the beginning. Right. Like superheroes would obviously be in the media.
1: Yeah, it was America's uh, Got Powers.
0: America's Got Powers. Yeah. I want to say that was Kurt Busiak, right?
1: Uh, oh, was that Kurt?
0: I want to say that was Busiak. It might not have been. Uh, no, jo-
1: Jonathan Ross.
0: Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Like Jonathan Ross, ago, the television commentator, Jonathan I don't, Ross?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like I...
0: Huh.
1: Um, yeah, well... Is that him? Because that's fucked up. Oh, yeah. No, that starts new career as a comic book author.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's well, so all right. interesting. All that right, was just, John that was just,
1: Wait, that was just like 2014. Was it really? That yeah. No, That's, unless there was an er- earlier. I remember generation.
0: that as a very, as a very 90s, early it's 2000s 90s. idea.
1: It's very 90s.
0: But I guess with America's Got Powers, it would have to with a title like that. It would have to be around. Oh, yeah, the title it would have to America's be America's Got the, Talent yeah. and all that. That's well, really that interesting, sense. huh? Anyway. Weird. Hit us Good up, time. Marvel. We got yeah. ideas. We'll fix it for
1: you. I'm mean, not we'll that you're broken, <laughs> but seriously, we'll.
0: Um. Anyway this this podcast is about Thor Ragnarok and only Thor Ragnarok. Only
1: Thor Ragnarok.
0: Uh, Scourge enters yelling, "Behold, Thor Odinson!" Which is a hilarious throwaway gag. I love. Little late. Um, Little late,
1: that guy. Oh, and by the way, you know, I uh, I, I like that um, our friend uh, Odin actually uses the the Grand Master's pronunciation of Asgard.
0: Asgard, yeah.
1: I feel like that's just a it's a nice little touch.
0: Um one just thing makes me that, laugh. Yeah. One thing that I do love here, um that we uh that we mentioned in later episodes is um Thor just really playing with the hammer here.
1: Oh boy, he is, yeah. Um it's got great physicality.
0: Yeah, the hammer is now a part of him and and it's it's a comfortable thing and it and it kind of leads into the story. Uh you are not the god of hammers. Yeah. But um I just love it because we've never seen him play around with the hammer like this. It's always no, good. and actually,
1: I think this this actually this particular ten minute segment has a lot going on with the sort of the physicality, both of Thor and the, the gift that uh, that he brings uh, as Chris Hemsworth as a comic actor and a physical actor, sort of in this space, but also with the hammer and with the way he uses it. And it's not just about you know like smashing dragons and uh, skeleton people, but also the implicit threat that he brings against uh, Loki as Odin. Here is pretty pretty slick.
0: Yeah. So we find out, of course, uh that Odin is Loki and Oops. where where is the real Odin? And then we get this uh Edgar Wrightish sort of bifrost yep. montage yep. that I enjoy. Yep. And we are down at the what remains of Shady Acre's Care Home. Which is like
1: an inside I didn't realize it's like an inside cinematic joke. There's often a retirement home and it's called Shady Acres.
0: It's always Shady Acres. Like yeah, if you look up Shady Acres Care Home on TV tropes, yeah, um, it's there. There are tons and tons of movies where yeah, it was. Ace
1: Ventura and uh, South Park, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just
0: a lot of stuff. Um and I love I love this this thing of the two of them and we talk about this a little bit more the the costuming in this film. This is where it really sets off um, Ace Rubio. my love of yeah. the costuming here because even in their in their casual attire, they are cosplaying the type of human beings they think they are.
1: Yes. Yes. And that, I think... Oh, go ahead.
0: They don't have the natural, like... It's not like when I go into my dresser and I pull out a shirt and I put on the shirt and I feel comfortable. Like, I'm just you're wearing Anthony. the shirt. It's my this style. Is, I like it. Wearing it. Yeah. It's more like when you subscribe to one of those crates and they send you something that they think is your style. Yeah. And you put it on and you're kind of like, is it? Is it? It, it feels... It feels right and I'm going to wear it, but it also, this is me. I'm being me. Yeah. I'm dressing like somebody would dress like me.
1: I am uh, so comfortable in these clothes. Yeah, wink and wink. so
0: it feels like they, they made conscious choices.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I in one of our um, many uh, boundless madness-descending reiterations where we tried to record this episode and got high on apples and enamel pins, mm-hmm. I, I recall mentioning that this uh, very much reminds me of like vampire the masquerade cosplay thor looks dead on like a gangrel right uh-huh. and uh and loki is straight up like either venture or Toriador, just like one of those sort of dickhead artist capitalist guys yeah and they look they look straight out of like a 90s larp
0: they do they're larping yeah. as human beings they're right larping now.
1: as human beings and i love it
0: uh yeah it's very good um this is where we get the uh I love the throwaway line of "I'm not a witch." Then why do you dress like one? Right, right. <laughs> just like haha. Yeah. But yeah. the other thing I like here is um, sorry that Jane dumped you. Another
1: um, just throwaway like we're we're done with that.
0: Yeah, which is it's been really interesting watching them handle Natalie Portman's departure from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, her decision not to re reup,
1: um, which makes sense. I mean, she works in the first movie.
0: Yeah, in but... in the second movie, it's kind of I mean, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they tried to do an interesting thing with her where the first movie was was Thor is Thor is the fish out of water.
1: Yeah, she's kind of our eyes in the first movie.
0: Yeah, and then in the second movie, she's fish out of water, but she's also like audience surrogate. Yeah,
1: um, but that it, doesn't work. It doesn't because it there's no she has no arc. There's no there yeah. there for her
0: in that regard. And if you're Natalie Portman. Uh, and you that's that was your last part in the Marvel universe, and they go, Hey, do you wanna renew your contract? Mm-hmm. I could see you going, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine now. I'm cool. We're all um, fine here. But it's really interesting the idea of just like, oh, sorry, Jane dumped you, and it's like, oh, okay, that's how I mean it was mentioned before, but now it's really mentioned, and now we know.
1: Yeah, and I also like that he has to sort of cover it up. Like, well, that was a mutual dumping. It's fine. Let's like, just move past it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um <sighs> This is a, this is a thing that's, I mean, it's probably not a hundred, like a one-to-one hundo supposed to be a reference, but, uh, the hammer disguised as an umbrella. I don't know. Is that a Donald Blake reference? I don't know. Oh, it could be. Walking. It should be a cane, but. Yeah, but it works. Umbrella kind of works. Uh, and then this is where you get into something, Chuck. Mm
1: -hmm. And this is,
0: this was the heartbreak, I think of, um, of people not for whatever reason getting episode two. Yeah. Whatever reason that may be. I see Whatever an episode reason, two in the RSS feed. I see it there. Um, But this Doctor Strange, not cameo, we've no. moved out of the realm of cameos now.
1: No, he's essential.
0: In the Marvel Universe. He's a character.
1: Yeah. He's a character. Just he's like got he would a, be in a comic. scene. Yeah, he's got a scene.
0: This is wild to me. Yeah. it's The fact wild. that they can
1: pull this off, that they can get away with this. They've built such a... Uh, a legacy of films. They've done what comic books did and they created a massive organic superhero universe that you can comfortably grab one character from another, you know, superhero movie and plunk them into this with just like, no, no, it's fine. You're going to know. It doesn't have
0: any of that phase two. I remember going to phase two movies with, you know, people who weren't super into comic books. Right. And it was, wait, what's going on? Who's, Who are who's, these people? Yeah. Who's the guy with the eye patch? Who's yeah. the guy he's talking to? What are they doing? What's, yeah. None of that anymore. Everybody in that. the theater was like, fucking Doctor Strange is here. Yep. Because they're in New York and that's where Doctor Strange lives. Yeah. What?
1: And it's not reserved just for like the big team up books. It's not just like, you know, oh, well, of course in Avengers they're all going to show up. I mean, it's just, it's just part of it. It's just and part it's, of it now. We've fine. gotten to that point and it's yeah. super,
0: super awesome. Uh, so they head to... 170, oh, uh, this is like, a, Loki, what are you doing? It's not me doing this. They head, yeah. to, doctor, they head to 177A Bleecker Street. Yeah. Um, 177 Bleecker Street was uh, the address of Dr. Strange writer Roy Thomas. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, yeah, so he made the Sanctum Sanctorum's address. He actually didn't do it. It was the artist on the, uh, on the issue. Dr. Strange receives a piece of certified mail. For whatever reason, sure. and uh, there's there's a panel of him looking at the address, and they had to put the address in, so they put in 177A Bleecker Street um, mm. as a little tribute to Roy. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I like it. in In real life, 177 is uh, just an apartment building. Um, sure. It's full above of a, wizards. No. But no. It's <laughs> it's above a smoke shop. And, sure. Uh, of course. Yeah. And really close to like this one store that i used to go to all the time in the village that um sells movie posters ooh like it's a two story movie poster store it's really wild uh like it's close that. to NYU it's close to the Frit, which is really good if you if, if you're mm-hmm. drunk and you're at 3am you need uh some french fries and dipping sauces they have 32 different kinds of dipping sauces 32
1: what uh okay what my what the favorite hell was is the it?
0: uh there was a spicy there was a chi- spicy chipotle ketchup you sure. can get a mango chutney that was really good. Oh,
1: uh, see mango chutney is an underrated.
0: You can get a classic dip. like oil, you can get a classic like vinegar and uh and mayo. Yeah. There's like or a lot of Aoli. Aoli? Yeah, you can get your like aioli. Um yeah. it's very good. Uh it's also close to Blue Ribbon and think coffee. It's a good it's a good apartment. Doctor Strange is He ballin'. lives well. He's balling it. Yeah, he's he's living. You, you know obviously you can walk to um you walk to the various parks. It's very lovely. Hmm. Um so there you go. There's your little lesson on the Village and Bleecker Street from a guy who um never lived in never lived in the Village, but went yeah. there, been there. But been there, lived in New York, been to the yeah. Village. Uh the first thing I notice when when Doctor Strange appears, Chuck, yeah, is that Cumberbatch has definitely been working on that accent.
1: He's working on that accent.
0: Um, And by the time, uh, you know, by the time you get to the Infinity War, it's pretty natural.
1: It's pretty natural.
0: Uh, It's not like... In the first one, it was like, "Hello, I'm the Doctor Strange. I know. I am yeah. a sorcerer supreme, and yeah. I am using a magic on you." <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> it's. It yeah. sounds like uh, when you like in the '90s when you opened up a like a Mac computer and and somebody was like, "Look, you can make the computer talk. <laughs> you can type yeah. any sentence you, can you want, it. and it the can computer say will talk." It.
1: Yeah,
0: hello. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh so part of the scene was used obvi- uh mid credits for Doctor Strange. Sure. Um and it was uh I just spaced. Woo! That's okay. Yeah. Woo. Uh, I didn't have a co- I didn't have a coffee before I recorded well, this no. morning, Chuck. Well, I usually have a, a
1: coffee. That was a mistake. It was a mistake. Always have coffee. Like just constantly. Never you know, not have coffee.
0: Uh, my, my wife isn't feeling well. She's got a little bit of the oh, flu. It's been, it's been going around the oh, office. Oh
1: no, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. That so, sucks. It, so it's kind of like, uh, neither one of us are getting, getting really good sleep. No. Um, because I don't know what it is, Chuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. You've been married longer than I have. So maybe, maybe you have some insight into this.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do it. What
0: year is it? What year into the marriage is it where, uh, both of you. Say yep. that you're totally cool with the other one sleeping in another room and mean it.
1: That has now been of uh, maybe a few years for us. I think so. We're like you know 2016, twelve years for my wife and I. Probably like years seven or eight for us. I think that was pretty it. Like we yeah, found,
0: like, I feel like it was having a, lot, a kid you know, has to help.
1: A kid really was part of it, and then also like I had pneumonia twice one year. Actually I had f- pneumonia, and then later I got flu pneumonia, which is such a so what the blast. fuck?
0: You don't even, what is flumonia?
1: It's flu that also co-develops with pneumonia. So it's like you get the flu and then instantly pneumonia is like, me too. I want the fuck in that body. That
0: fucking sucks.
1: Paul, oh, it sucks. So it actually, sounds like the, a
0: sci-fi original film made by the it asylum. Does.
1: It does. The, actually, the, the pneumonia on its own was somehow worse huh. than flu-monia. I don't know. Maybe it was just like stronger. It didn't have any competition. Yeah. Maybe the flu and the pneumonia fought each other in my body. I was like the arena
0: or the f- you know? Yeah, they were yeah. in constant battle for for supremacy, uh, yeah. and it just gave balance.
1: Um, so no, but then we like that was definitely a time when we were like, it's kind of fine. We had we had an extra bedroom, and it was like, it was fine. Yeah. We've, and it was and not like a, a weird thing anymore. Like,
0: we've got okay. a we've got a guest room and I I have bouts of insomnia and I have yep. like a I have like a chronic I have an injury an old injury that gives me like chronic pain and, and yeah. when we're doing the Star Wars show I got to be up at 4:30 in the morning right. and there's like all this stuff and I'm just like well I'll just sleep out here and it's like ah oh, don't sleep out there it's weird if you sleep out there
1: I know we're and then later sleep, you're like but it's fine now But
0: it's but is it <laughs> but is it fine though also yeah. Also, um, isn't it better? Oh, uh, so, shit. neither one of us is sleeping super well because she's kind of sick right now. And I'm sorry. I woke up a little later, and so I didn't have my coffee. When we wake up later, what you need is the coffee, Chuck. You require it.
1: Yeah, anyway. you got to go to cocaine or methamphetamines. It's your, your only recourse.
0: I got to do some sort of uppers just, yeah. to, feel. just um, to feel. Anyway, this is a podcast about Thor Ragnarok. Only. And only Thor Ragnarok. Uh,
1: uh, you know, the thing that strikes me about Doctor Strange and this whole bit is. Uh, the hints here of how incredibly powerful he is. Because Thor and Loki are gods. Yeah. Like, and they are instantly sidelined and just humiliated. <laughs> like They're just, he's just, and he's not, he's not working very hard to do that either. It's not like it was, it took him a lot of preparation to affect gods with his magic.
0: Yeah. Well, so there's um, there's an email that we received mm. uh, at grandmaster email. at ragnatalk.com Email. We got an email from Lenore Spear who asked the question um, about a thread that she saw on Tumblr where it's, uh, it's magic and Ragnarok related uh, and the different ways that Strange and Loki use magic. Mm. Uh, and people are saying that the way Strange uses magic actually smacks of inexperience and insecurity because of how liberally he uses it compared oh. to Loki who uses it more sparingly. Ah, interesting. I think stylistically, I, mean, I stylistically I agree. Yeah. Uh stylistically, it does seem more like strange because this is who he always has been, even uh-huh. as a even as a surgeon, mm-hmm. even as somebody who just drives a fucking car, right? Yeah. He's gotta right. show off, he's gotta go fast, he's gotta yeah. be the best. Um, he's got to do everything with a flourish. And so it makes he's sense. He's an that, egomaniac. Yeah. He's a total egomaniac. It yeah. makes sense that his magic would be that way. Whereas Loki, um, has to use his magic in a bit more, uh, subtle way because he never wants people to know that he's affecting things because he is the trickster God. Right. His point is not, haha, I'm using magic. His point is, oh shit, look at that thing that happened. Why do you think that happened? Boy, I bet it's weird for you, huh? Anyway, I gotta go.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting is the schools of magic there have to be different. The magic of a god is almost not magic at all, so much as it's an intrinsic things they can do. Yeah. And of course, with Loki can do things, even in this movie, that I I don't think we necessarily knew he could do. He just sort of does them. Yeah, and I think uh, it's,
0: there's also a thing with with the explanation of Asgard uh, you know, Thor has that throwaway line where it's like, uh, Asgard is just technology, but it's that technology that's indistinguishable from magic. He kind of Arthur C. Right. Clarke's it in the Avengers, <clears throat> yeah. where he's like, I don't know that it's magic; it's just we can do it. We're so yeah. far advanced from you. We Whereas just
1: have I th- f- fancy I, science,
0: yeah. Whereas I think, and you know, that probably extends to things like even. Um, genetically and things like that they're just so far beyond us and they're able to do different things that we can't do whereas dr strange's magic is supposed to legitimately be
1: their spells and spell books yeah Yeah. magic and
0: spirituality and connected to some some sort of flow of energy within the universe
1: yeah there's um there's a cool thread not a thread but discussion on twitter i know it's rare those happen uh, but um, there were a couple uh, authors. I think it was instituted by an author named Paul Kruger, uh, who wrote a great actually book um, called I think uh, Last Night at the Nightshade Lounge. Last call at the Nightshade Lounge, and it's about like cocktail magic, like literally like magic tied. Oh yeah, to,
0: I've heard about this you know,
1: book. Yeah, it's an urban fantasy, really great stuff. And um, he kind of just had a sort of an interesting breakdown of how some magic systems are "quote unquote" hard magic and some are soft magic. So a hard magic is something that's like more like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, where there are there's training and there's rules and you have, it's sort of codified in different kinds of schools. Uh, Harry Potter obviously is a little more of that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then you have soft magic, which is like the force. It's just sort of like, I just have power and it does stuff. Uh, And this seems to kind of walk the line between those two things. It's definitely like they kind of hint at there being codifications of it. uh, But then it's also sort of like, well, but they do whatever they need to do for the plot. Yeah. It's plot magic. It's plot magic, magic
0: <laughs> plot magic. It's plot magic, and it's uh, it's magic as a metaphor for will and concentration, and that's, that's exactly. All it is. Uh, yeah. But it is very interesting to see these two things collide here because this is where the Marvel universe uh, really excels, and this is where this is where Taika and the screen uh, and the screenwriters are doing an excellent job here too, because these two systems have to interact in a way. This scene is doing is doing a job and is doing some heavy lifting for the Marvel Universe, which is all of these things have to make sense together because they're all going to be together in a movie very soon.
1: Right, right, precisely.
0: These aliens and these aliens and these wizards. Yeah. Right? We've got alien, wizard alien, wizard. Yeah. And all of these things with these different rule sets and tones have to fit together. And um, God,
1: kudos to making that work because it's— it sh- it shouldn't
0: oh and it has a lot it to do work. with the fact that all of this scene number 1 is hilarious mm-hmm. hilarious and number 2 the comedy comes from the characters
1: it does and and the, the effects are uh, all done pretty much practically in in the in the
0: camera yeah um, there's a lot of in camera work here which i really love it's the um it's that sort of uh, you're you're using it minimally and you're using the camera because it feels a little funnier. It feels a little more natural. It leans a little more on performance. And it makes this feel it makes it feel a little more real than if there were just portals happening all over the place.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, and it's more jarring for us than the way that they handle it.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, great. Doesn't, Hemsworth. Faky, faky. Hemsworth just kills it with this.
1: Oh God. Hemsworth at one time and he just touches the little like the little sculpture of whatever the fuck, like the little knives, little bits, and it just keeps falling apart and he just keeps trying to put it. It's so, because he's a god. He's supposed to be good at this. And he's really just sort of a blunt, dumb hammer a lot of the time. And it's uh, Hemsworth, just chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, and he's just, he hates being condescended to. Yeah. And Doctor Strange does nothing but condescend to people. Right. And he's like the guy who's going to do it. And it's just brilliant to watch the two of them together play this comedic scene. And just the way Hemsworth, every time he gets teleported, gets like a little more sick and a little more like, yeah, and this is a guy who yeah. takes the Bifrost all the time.
1: I know, you know? I know, um, little things like leaning on the shelf and the shelf breaks. It's just good.
0: Uh, th- yeah, Thor is just trying to play everything off, act cool, act like he knows everything. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have a—he's like the the bit that gets me is uh, you don't have a phone or email, <laughs> yeah. or you don't have a fo- or you don't have a phone. He's like, why did you email me? He's like, well, do you have a computer? Why would I have a computer? Why would I have a computer? Like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like he's yeah. just saying things that he's heard and trying to act smart. Yeah. It's back to that
1: cosplaying yeah. version of himself. It's the same kind of thing. It's the vision he is putting himself forward. Like, I know your Earth stuff. Well, and and I it's, will talk Earth jive with you, young man.
0: And it's also, um, Loki has always been playing tricks on him. Sorcerers, yep. including his father, yep. are people that play fucking tricks on you. We've yes, seen that do. Thor is the only guy in his family. I mean, Hela, uh, arguably doesn't either but his uh, freya odin loki all are powerful magicians
1: super powerful yeah thor
0: doesn't use any fucking magic
1: no actually he really doesn't he doesn't i'm not even sure he has it he outside of outside of what we have in this movie which is he eventually develops his storm and lightning abilities
0: he can do storm shit hella can do knife shit yeah. But other than that, they can't do anything. And so I think no. he has this he's this natural thing where sorcerers are always gonna try to act better than him and he's gotta nope. try to keep up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not well.
0: And not well, but it's <laughs> after just all this, these
1: years, he's not still not great at it.
0: No, but it's just this defensive mechanism he has now because of his yep. family. And I just I love it. Um and, and I do love Cumberbatch's exasperation with him, it's just so I wonderful. Know.
1: I know it's like talking to a child.
0: Cumberbatch really plays this. You know, he says that it's his job to to be defending Earth now. Like he he's yeah. fully sorcerer supreme now. He's a cop. He's a cop. But he's not yeah. just a cop. He's like a he's like a border patrol cop. Yeah, he's border security. Huh? He's border security. He works at an embassy. He works at the visa office. You know, if you've yeah. ever had to go get a visa. He's uh,
1: papers, please, guy. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so his exasperation really feels like that. Like he's just paperwork guy and like, damn it, man, where's your stamp? I know. Um, I love the, uh, uh, when we finally get Loki back, the, I have been falling for 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's where he's been.
0: Yeah. Cause there's this whole world with Loki falling. this whole time. I've been yeah. falling for 30 minutes. Yeah. The idea of the funniest, easiest thing being the answer in this movie yeah, is the thing that makes me the happiest about this movie. <laughs> it does, because man, it just works. Um, so yeah, and then we get the uh, we get Loki. So here's where I think Lenore's question comes into play. Mm-hmm. Loki does appear here. Yes, Loki's knives out. Loki, In Loki, instantly, instantly sidelined. Instantly sidelined. So yeah. for me, it's not. I don't know that it's a question of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange's magic. It does speak of insecurity and inexperience, but I don't think it displays any sort of lack of prowess.
1: No, and I think it's very much uh, clear that Strange, both in his life and in his magic, uh, and in this scene in general, as we just talked about sort of being the narc, the the, the cop, the uh, border security guy, he's about control. Uh, he very much wants to control all situations, which is why, of course, later when we get Infinity War and him and Stark show up and there's there's control freak issues kind of
0: happening yeah but it's also interesting that that is this is sort of i think when people aren't crazy about the mcu this is sort of their uh criticism that i really feel is is a super valid one comic book characters whether they are in comic books or cartoons or television series or movies they sort of they almost live by sitcom rules where their their personality is immutable yeah um the lesson of the first dr strange film is that um he has to let go and he can't control everything and there have to be things that he doesn't understand
1: but Uh, then the next when he gets into a group picture he's back to being dr strange he's back yeah he's very much steven strange yeah
0: yeah. Uh, um, and so for people who don't enjoy the MCU, I can see where it's just kind of like, well, nothing happens. And then they punch each other and then nothing happens. And then they punch each other.
1: Right. And it's an interesting criticism uh, and, and why I think it's fair and also very fascinating is because like, you, you know, you look at Thor in this movie and there's clearly an arc for Thor. We're talking about him being a guy who doesn't know that he even has magic. We're talking to so he doesn't have magic until he does. It's not his hammer. It's his lightning. It's his intrinsic abilities. Um, and then you know, kind of what happens in Infinity War is like, well, he's sort of, they carry over some of it and they were able to rewrite it so he's a little bit funnier and a little bit more of the character we know. But he's also like, well, I need now a weapon. Yeah. I just need my new hammer. Hammer 2.
0: Yeah, gotta and have hammer um, 2. Thor is hammer. And it's like, no, 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 Thor is not hammer.
1: Yeah. But we what's literally- fascinating to me is like what people are are chafing against is a really valid bigger thing than what a lot of comic book fans chafe against. Comic book fans chafe against like, well, can these two characters beat each other? Let's look at their power lists. Let's see what, what technical abilities they have and what spells they do. But this isn't about emotional continuity. This is about character continuity, not uh, powers and uh, plot bits, but specifically who are they at the end of the film doesn't necessarily translate to who they are in the next group picture. And that's a fascinating, totally valid complaint.
0: And I think my, I think my response to it, my 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 counter, not that I feel like it needs a counter, but I I guess my reasoning for why it doesn't bug me so much, yeah, is that um, we have big moments of change as as people, yeah, um, but there are a lot of things that are wired into us, and there's a reason why um, personal growth and things like things like therapy. And things like just learning new skills and stuff like takes a long time. We it stumble does, a lot. There are setbacks, a lot of setbacks. Yeah. We stumble a lot along the way. We stop making progress. We revert. Like if you've ever gone, like if you've ever gone home for the holidays yeah. and been around your family and felt old stuff come out of you, you know, mm-hmm. like, why am I acting this way? Oh, it's because I'm around my family.
1: It's like the cleanse.
0: Yeah, it's this is the way we've always acted. It's the
1: super cleanse. Here, super cleansing all your emotions.
0: Yeah, th- so, well, not yeah. just that. I don't mean just bad stuff or nasty stuff, but there are patterns, right? Oh, sure, sure. There are patterns that you go back into, like, um, you know, my sister is the is the uh, you know the the woman in her 30s who has her own life, but then goes back home and is just like mom's going to take care of me this week and like lays on the couch and like you know what I mean? You like turn back into, uh, and so I think there are, there are things here where it's like, yes, of course, Stephen Strange has learned that there are things in the universe that he doesn't understand, but because he is Stephen Strange, his goal is now to understand as many as he can.
1: Absolutely. And I think with Strange, it especially makes sense in that, uh, you know, the end of his film sees him reaching a new plateau of understanding with his magic. But also, like, what he does at the end of that movie is recognizably powerful. Not just in saving the universe, because all the fucking superheroes save the universe. But, I mean, in, in his literal ability, his he dies so many times and he constantly he messes with time itself. So he's very much aware of his own power. So it's uh, totally reasonable to suggest that a egomaniac narcissist would fall back on his egomania and his narcissism when he discovers he can stop and change time. Like when you know that that's, uh, that's it for you.
0: Dormammu. I have come to Bergen. (laughs) My, my, Oh my God. My (laughs) wife and I were just saying that for weeks after the movie. Yeah, I just, there's something <laughs> about the way, and he kept reading it over and over. They didn't use the same line read every time. No,
1: he's saying it again
0: and again. He says it again and again in slightly different ways. And the he's, Benedict
1: Cumberbatch computer is reading his line Yeah, again. and he's
0: playing with the accent every time. Yeah. And I just like, it just became this thing that we would just mutter under our breath. I'd just be like making eggs in the morning. I'd just be like, Dermammu, Irv <laughs> <laughs> At least
1: the eggs didn't answer, right? Yeah, uh, no, the rumbling. eggs did
0: not answer. Um, good, good. My, my powers are not that great yet. Um, the thing that I love about this film is it is a lot of Thor being shown his place by other people, which is a yeah. fun thing to happen to Thor. It is. Uh, since the very first Thor, it's been a fun thing to happen to Thor. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is really great and, like, Thor has enough of a sense of humor to mm-hmm. understand how to get one up. On the person who's doing
1: it. And when he summons the owner here. Ooh. It's just like after all a whole scene of him kind of getting lightly owned. Yeah, just this guy.
0: Who's like, I am now the sorcerer supreme of earth, and earth is under my protection, and I'll do this thing that you want, puny little god, but I remember who's in charge. And Thor's like, Yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Uh let me just grab my hammer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just hear that distant clashing and smashing. Just What's all yeah. of those
0: artifacts and yeah. How, uh,
1: how's your sanctum now, sir?
0: God, I love the sanctum, by the way. Yeah. I love the sanctum sanctorum. Um, we went on that. We went on that uh, Disney cruise in the beginning of the year, and they have a little area for the kids. That's like the kids zone. Sure, and, kids zone. Uh, and we got to shoot an episode of the Star Wars show there because the kids zone is mm-hmm. divided up into these like beautiful movie accurate but three quarter scale to half scale recreations of Disney movie sets. Wow. Okay. So it's like, if you want to get drunk on the cruise, you drop off your kid in the kid zone and they can play Mm -hmm. around in like Andy's giant living room or like the Tinkerbell forest or like on the bridge of the Falcon, right? Right. Um, But one of the ones that they have is is they have like a baby-sized Sanctum Sanctorum.
1: Oh, that's precious. And
0: I got to like walk around in the Sanctum and it was small and all the artifacts were there and it was like, it was super dope, man. I just love... I love any place in a story that is the, like, the nexus of all the secret objects that will eventually tell the story of this universe.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's almost like a museum of, a narrative uh, through curation, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Doctor Strange lives in this weird museum of Marvel Universe magic. But also, like, he is entrusted with a lot of superhero stuff, too yeah throughout the well, you years. can see
1: they they have that um when you know the vault on Asgard, yeah, is the same way, right, kind of the same like we're just gonna take a little tour through some of the cool objects, yeah, and know.
0: it's not just in a I understand that reference way, but also in just a like, oh man, there are a lot of stories to be told here, yeah. You know there
1: is yeah, there, they're, they're each doorways, they're each rabbit holes.
0: Yeah, there is that feeling if you if you were a kid who was really into the library or a kid who was really into the museum, you do That's get right. some, you do get that feeling when you look at Doctor Strange's sanctum where you're just like, oh hell yeah, I could get lost there. Yeah, there's a there's a reason why I was tricked into watching so many episodes of the Librarians. Oh, the, the idea that yeah. the idea of that library where they keep all of the coolest Earth artifacts that is cool. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. watch that Librarians? I
1: only watched a couple episodes. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, the original TV movie was kind of an interesting thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's by the same team who did *Leverage*, and I adored *Leverage* so deeply. Yeah. So deeply. Uh, it was. The, bu- and I wanted this because it was like kind of a Doctor Who version of *Leverage*. Yes. And it, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: the original TV movie was about like one guy, the librarian. The library, and uh, it was cool because, like, his the guy who was in charge of the library that was like training him was Bob Newhart, so it was like very funny. Like, I love Bob Newhart. And there was there was this weird, there was a lot of weird stuff where they had like a CG Bob Newhart doing like kung fu and stuff, though, and that was odd. Of course, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's I love fine. libraries. I love museums. I love the sanctum. Um. Yeah. So
1: this well, let is- me ask you. Uh, uh, let me ask you. Yeah. Just uh, since we're sort of talking about it, what what are your your feelings on the uh, Infinity War two, the second one, whatever it's called, Endgame? Endgame. Oh, are, are you looking forward to it? Are you uh, the
0: Electric boogaloo of Infinity? How do you Wars? think it's
1: going to shake out? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's going to shake out. Uh, I mean, Thor, our boy Thor, is in an interesting place, right? Because this is sort of his fault. Yeah. He's sort of like whiffed this a little bit.
0: A little he- bit. Um, he should
1: have gone for the head, and he didn't go for the head. Yeah, he wanted an egotistical moment where he wanted to punish the guy and look in his eyes and have that. Eh. I mean,
0: if anybody should be feeling like shit in Infinity War two, it's Star Lord. Star Lord. Star Lord. It's yeah. obviously Star Lord. This is a this Definitely is a learning Star-Lord. moment for fucking Star Lord for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and and I wonder if we'll get it. Like, I don't know that the f- I don't know that we're there. I don't know kind of worried about
0: that we should but it's interesting because this will get us if they do it right this will get us to a place where we sort of are in the comic books which is everybody hates the guardians of the galaxy
1: yep just hates them yeah.
0: and especially uh star lord people hate peter quill Yeah,
1: people hate peter quill
0: yeah uh he's a very hateable dude um yep. They did, you know they they did do some stuff last year where they tried to make Peter a little more likable, like he's learned some lessons. Uh, They did that thing where they that whole arc where they wound up back on Earth, the Guardians, and uh, tried to do Peter Quill learn some things. And I'll tell you what, I like it more when everybody hates Peter Quill and he's a petulant child.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's hard on screen. That's hard in a movie. It's
0: hard in a movie,
1: especially when it's like a a theoretical movie star you're supposed to like.
0: Because I. Because story wise, I hated that moment in Infinity War. Yes, hated it, hated it, hated it. And of course, we're supposed to hate it. We're supposed to be like, "Oh, they were so close," but that wasn't what it was. Um, no, what it was was the clever, the clever guy with the plan. Yeah, he's always, you know, he's not as he's not as smart as the other people in the room, but he is the right. he is the clever, he's clever, the clever thief Tricky. guy.
1: Yeah, he's not a trickster, but he's a trickster. Yeah,
0: he's, he's, I don't know. He was smarter than that. That's the thing is we've been shown that Star-Lord is smarter than that.
1: Well, here's the other problem I have with it is that there is an emotional logic to being like, I am super mad of what happened to this woman I love. But what they didn't earn was the love part. They don't really earn that relationship super well. And so because you don't believe that so much, it's harder than to believe him going off uh, you know, going A wall and
0: it comes you know, off as double the as double childish, double childish. Because yeah. we were just starting. I think at the end of Guardians too, I was just starting to accept the idea of Gamora and Quill. Not that, not that I believed it a hundred percent yet. But I felt yeah,
1: but like you could you could the door was opening.
0: The door was opening, and I felt like one more movie.
1: Yeah, which we didn't get. Which
0: we didn't get, and I would be no. like, yeah. Quill and Gamora are a thing, and they're together, and they're in love. Um, This feels like a petulant kid with a teenage crush showing off in fourth
1: period. Um, Yes, and I don't know that they intended for that.
0: I don't think they did either. I think they were very surprised by it.
1: Yeah, it's unearned.
0: Um, unearned, They were very surprised by the reaction to it. I think they thought in the moment that it worked. And, you know, sometimes you're on set and people are acting things out, and it does feel like they work. Yeah, sometimes you're in the editing bay and it's just you and the editor, and you're looking at it, and you both think that it works. Um,
1: well, and and I think as an individual scene, it's it's great if it had all that context building up to it. If it had, it was a part of a larger whole. You're okay, well, but this was not. And I think
0: this is something that's interesting when you are somebody who's a little more in the weeds with something. There are very few. There are very few real cinematic universes, right? Um, yeah. Marvel and Star Wars are the two that are really pulling it off right now. I think. What
1: about the the dark? cinematic universe starting with the mummy. Well, that's going to be huge. I'm I was sure. going to say
0: uh, are the two that are pulling it off right now, but the only one that does it effortlessly is the dark cinematic universe starring the yep. universal movie monsters.
1: Obviously, so good. It's been so great with all of those movies.
0: Um other than perhaps the upcoming uh General Mills serial mascot cinematic universe.
1: Yummy mummy or get the fuck out.
0: Um when you are in the weeds with these things, Uh, and I'm sure you have experience with this uh, vis-a-vis aftermath. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you are privy to a lot of things. There's a lot of information that you have about what has happened, what is happening, what's going to happen. And in your head, because you know those things, you are writing to your knowledge. And sometimes when you're keeping all of that stuff in your head, you can forget what the audience already knows. You can forget that you know more than you should at this point. I I can genuinely believe the Russo brothers uh, and the Infinity War. I I forget who wrote Infinity War, but um, all being together and and like, because they know a hundred things about all these phases being like, oh no, this works because Gamora and Quill are a thing because they've had so many meetings now, story meetings and phone calls and things like that. And, where they've right. seen even future stories, or like the they
1: know where it's going, the animated series, yeah, the
0: comic books, like all this stuff, right. and they're forgetting that when my mom and my my <laughs> uncle sit down,
1: they don't have they that. don't have that. No, and s- and it's also true, like writing aftermath and doing some of that stuff, and yeah, even working with Marvel and stuff. Sometimes there are things you know that are happening or have happened or particularly that are they're going to happen that actually end up not happening yeah so you have now written stuff to things that don't exist (laughs) and you're just like people like that doesn't make any sense now you're like yeah i don't i can't i could not have stopped that because i didn't know at the time and sometimes then they'll go back and things have to be quick edited and changed to sort of like jury rig a bunch of stuff together and then you're like whoops yeah, it's it is what it is. Can I give Moving you a, on.
0: can I give you a concrete example of that, that really that uh, really threw yes. me for a loop? You can. Um Hans Lucky Dice. Oh God, yeah. Hans Lucky Dice. Now, yeah. if you've watched uh there it's it's known that there are that there is a deleted shot in The Force Awakens mm-hmm. where Hans sits down at the controls of the Falcon, yep. kisses his dice, and puts them Click. back up yep. where they belong. That scene, that shot is not in the theatrical version of The Force Awakens.
1: No, but it needs to be.
0: So Solo comes out. Yeah. And it's Han's, and Solo comes out and TLJ come out and it's Han's yeah. Lucky Dice everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Han's Lucky Dice were like, uh, uh, you know, in the screenplay, it was like a Kazden thing, I think, where it was just like, yo, this is going to be a thing.
1: Yeah, this- when they were also originally sort of in, in in a lot of the background materials, both in legends and then kind of starting to creep into some of the new canon stuff, that the dice were earned by when he won the Falcon. Yeah, they're they're actually tied to how he gets. But the now they're not. Now they're, they're just not dice he has at the beginning of the film. Yes.
0: He's had, he's had them since a kid, but in the, in the old expanded, like that's the other thing. It was like a nod and a wink to the expanded, the old, the old Canon, uh, the legend stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, but so for me, when like solo came out, when TLJ came out and dice were there, I got it instantly. Right. Yeah. But it's because I had been watching like, yeah, all of this stuff because I'm fucking not secret stuff, but just, all of our pre release m- promotional stuff, all yeah. of our, all of this material where that shot was there.
1: Yeah. Um, you just get it. You get it. I get it. But, but
0: then, like, I remember after the first weekend after TLJ, um, people were like, what the fuck is with these dice? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? The dice are from, oh, wait, the dice weren't in it. Yeah. If all yeah. you've seen is The Force Awakens. And you haven't watched deleted stuff or extended stuff or like you're not the sort of person who watches YouTube for all the different commercial versions that were released. (laughs) Right, precisely. (laughs) And all the different international trailers and all that stuff. You've never seen these fucking dice.
1: No, not unless you stare at like shots in the original trilogy. You're like, there they are.
0: Yeah. And so it's like, oh shit. Okay. And so I see that being this kind of moment where, where probably within Marvel, everybody's like, yeah, man, Star Lord and Gamora because they, they know so it's, much yeah, more. it. they're together.
1: Yeah, and if you just say that, well, they're together, so it makes sense that he's mad. Yeah, he loves her, and she loves him, but it's just not an earned thing.
0: It's not an no, it's not. No. And um, anyway, yeah. How do I? So thi-
1: I'm curious. I'm just. i feel yeah. this, this
0: is, this is a podcast about Thor Ragnarok and only, only Thor, Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. But uh, I'll say this: Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I mm-hmm. think we all know. We do that this ending has got to earn whatever trick they're going to use at the end.
1: Yep. It really does. It's
0: the biggest fucking trick, whatever it is.
1: And they has to earn what they did to audiences at the end of the last movie, Mm -hmm. which was effectively give them half of a film.
0: Yep. 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 Well, I think as we've all seen with back to the future two and three, (laughs) it can always work. It always works. It works all the time. It always comes out Great. It never, never does it, it w- never does it go down in quality. No. Never do people feel no. cheated or wronged.
1: It will have to be fine. Well, because the biggest thing is
0: like, look, my wife cried when Spider-Man disappeared. Yeah. Yes. She cried. She
1: cried. Because it's a sad moment. She- they, they hold that. They hold that moment.
0: You have to find a way Yeah. to bring him back without my wife feeling like they cheated her.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be really tough.
0: She may never cry for the death of a superhero again if you don't do this right. She will never have that emotional attachment.
1: Here is the dark side of uh, a a grand cinematic universe based on a comic book universe. Uh, The Marvel comic book universe, as the DC universe has, and to some degree the expanded universe of Star Wars, eventually just gets so big that it's kind of a little bit insane. Yeah. And either insane or just hot garbage. Like, it just doesn't work anymore because, and that's why they constantly reboot things. Like, oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, we're going to destroy all this crap. You know, you get to a point when you've played all your tricks out. You've done all the cheats. It's obviously a a huge ongoing joke that in comic books, no one really ever dies. Uh, So to make that work for a cinematic universe where people are more used to consequences being, permanent. Uh in comics we're not like people die all the time. You're like, yeah, well, I mean, who, who gives a shit yeah. really, honestly? I'm not going to cry over that. Uh but in film that's a different bag of tricks. And uh to make that sing is going to be a a just that's going to be a a a, a a concerto. Like it's going to be really if they get it right, boy, it's ooh. If they get
0: it right and they have, I mean, look. Yeah. I didn't think that they could pull off infinity war as well as they did no or even civil war or even which, civil again it's kind
1: of a mess civil war is kind of a mess civil
0: war is a bit of a mess but i i followed it and i cared and i felt for it and it felt like it kind of upped the ante in the marvel universe and it felt right like that's the thing is it yeah. felt right
1: it felt right it, felt it right. doesn't always
0: feel right ultron didn't feel right no um but they had they were they were spinning a lot of plates with ultron but um Infinity War, against all odds, felt right. It did. Um, it and right. the thing that's that's happening now is like when I'm watching all of these fan theories and these ideas about what's going to happen, where people are like, up oh, the original cap suit is back and he's a little more clean cut. Like, mm-hmm. looks like they're in the Battle of New York. Looks like maybe there's time travel. Looks like there's universe travel. Looks like these are, th- these are words and phrases that I don't like hearing. No, because they're cheats. I they're don't cheating. like time travel. Yeah, it's different if it's if it is something like back to the future or doctor who where it's like the entire thing is time travel from go it's time travel.
1: Well, and it's also super like especially with doctor who it's doctor who is soft magic. Yeah, go to go back. To, it's like there's no rules.
0: Yeah, sometimes I know Winston Churchill and sometimes I don't and when I yeah. don't and you ask me why I go eh. like doctor yeah. who does a lot of eh. not this time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was a different doctor then, yeah. probably. Who knows? So, bah, I don't know. Bah. Bah. Move on. Doctor who
0: does a lot of shrugging and being like, that yeah. was that time. A, that, this is a yeah. new story. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a kid's show. Yeah.
0: Moving on. You can do that when you say, I don't know, this is a new story. Maybe it's different. Yeah. The second you put like time and universe travel into a story as like, uh, we're going to get out of this. Yeah. What stops you from ever... It's Superman at the end of Superman the movie, spinning the earth backwards and making the next five Rewind. Superman movies... Completely yep. irrelevant, yeah, right? Utterly. Like that ending was originally supposed to be at the end of Superman Two. When Mario Puzo yeah. wrote the original script, it was for two movies. And Superman Two, he does the Earth backwards.
1: I did not know Mario Puzo. Wrote he wrote, wrote the original.
0: Seriously? He wrote the original screenplay. He wrote it. The novelist. Yeah,
1: Mario. Puzo. The Godfather's okay. Mario Puzo. Yeah.
0: Okay, wrote the original uh, script, and it was like All right. It was like five hundred pages or something. Sure, and it sure. ended with Lois Lane nearly dying and Clark spinning the earth backwards and yeah. then kissing her and making her forget. Yeah. Like it was a much cooler ending. Um, yeah. cause it was an all in one, but when they split it up, the end of the first Superman movie is Superman spinning the earth backwards and making everything. So it never happened. Right. And then you watch right, Superman right, right. two and you go spin the earth backwards, asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every time something goes wrong, just do that
0: just rewind what, it. Richard Pryor's got a computer. Spin the Earth backwards, asshole. Yeah,
1: n- now he doesn't. So, yeah. so that's
0: the problem. Is once you get once you get to that point, every time yeah. you up the every time you raise the stakes, every time you up the ante, we now know the Avengers can do this. So why can't they do this? We now know right. the Guardians can do this. So why can't they do this? Um, yeah, that's the. problem. That's why I,
1: I do like the end of um you know so, something like the Last Jedi where luke is using a power we quote unquote haven't seen before but it has epic consequences i mean it's not a power that's used lightly no and it's not a power that you could just like well i'm just gonna do this from now on and save the day uh it's got a huge deal and um so they really whatever they earn here with dr strange because i know strange is probably the key to it and you know the, the that whole thing where he's owning uh loki and thor so easily in this scene is cool but also comes with the danger of like well what are you going to do with him going forward if he becomes almost like a godlike figure himself? Yes. And his magic is so infinite and perfect. Uh you're going to have to really rely on the character and the flaws of the character and the writing around that character to to make that sing.
0: I do hope they get into in the comics there is something that they call the price the price of magic. Price of magic. Uh all yeah. magic has a price and the price for Doctor Strange is uh he finds out. I, this is a little bit of a Doctor Strange spoiler, I guess, but uh not for the movies for the comic book. But th- these comics are three years old now. You should, if you think this spoiler sounds cool, read the story. It's even cooler. Um Woo. the idea is Doctor Strange has never really felt that price. Like he feels it, but he doesn't feel it as much as he should. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that uh that there is an entire order of monks up on that hill where the uh uh, uh, where the ancient one lives, yeah. that has been taking the price for him. They <laughs> they have been, as Doctor Strange does his magic, their bodies are destroyed and ravaged by magic.
1: It's like a really twisted Dorian. Gray. Yeah.
0: So Doctor Strange finds out that he's been doing these giant spells that fucking save the day and they're big and dramatic uh
1: yeah he's vampire leeching from a bunch of mooks and he's
0: vampire leeching from a, from actual people who have devoted their lives and bodies to this yeah, um yeah. and then he has to deal with that and and kind of scale back the amount of magic he's using um which i really loved it was a it was a very good it was a good Jason Aaron way to kind of pull everything. It was a very Jason oh, Aaron yeah, story. Sure. And yeah. it was a great way to like lay those rules down in the new doctor strange. And so I'm sure they're going to lay something down like that where it's like, Hey, every time you do something like traveling through time, like you're doing yeah, something has else is
1: happening. But I sort of feel like I would have rather seen a doctor strange two before we got there. Yes. Like I need, I don't want, this is the trick. This is the problem with the new movie. They're, if they introduce new mechanics, quote-unquote, in this movie, boy, you have to, like, do that right, or it, or it feels like a cheat. It feels like a thing encapsulated only to this film. Ah, ta-da, we, we invented new rules to fix things and to create consequences, and now we're just moving on. Yeah, And uh, you really, like, they've been so good so far about kind of layering and stuff as you go. So hopefully what it does is it builds off of everything that has come before and doesn't just, like— well, let's—we just got a whole new wacky thing going yeah. on, and
0: we figured it out. I think I think they had Doctor Strange. Uh, they had Doctor Strange poof himself um, yeah. as a way to avoid that. I don't think he's going to play as majorly into Infinity War two as a lot of people think he will. I think sure. he got rid of himself, number one, to take his magic, his giant magic powers out of play, because uh, yeah. he has a lot of plot magic, uh, sure. and also to give. Scott Derrickson and, and his team time to codify those rules a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't become the deus ex machina. Anyway, this is about Thor Ragnarok and only Thor Ragnarok. And only. Uh, and we just have one more shot here. Um, but this is the shot, uh, that, that I really love where they come out and Odin is in Norway. Just chilling. Just chilling in Norway. Looking good, man. Odin's wardrobe. I've said this, I said, I said this in the, in the version of this that I think we tried to record, uh, that didn't happen, but you should consider this for your old man look. Yeah. I think you'll be able to pull this, this look off. I am
1: into it. I'm into it.
0: I don't think when I get old, I think if I do it, I'm going to be a little too Italian looking. I'm going to look a little too, uh, a little too, uh, sneaky and slimy if I try to try to dress like this.
1: But you can pull off Loki as the, the, the venture. I don't
0: think anybody should do black suit, black shirt. I, I think, think everybody looks like a, I think even Tom Hiddleston in that scene looks a little bit like a bar mitzvah DJ. I think he looks Look. like the cool, like a very cool bar mitzvah DJ. <laughs> sure. Like maybe the cool, maybe the uh, only bar mitzvah DJ best. that sure. actually like gets laid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but not, at the, not at the bar mitzvah. I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of fam older okay. family members yeah. at the bar mitzvah. Sure.
1: That's okay. Um, but yeah. But still for respect after.
0: Yeah. After after the bar yeah. mitzvah uh but i don't think anybody should do it
1: <laughs> you think it's done I think he, he, he yeah he burned that bridge. i think
0: i think the black shirt black black sure. suit with like a red tie is like a lot of people think they look like a very cool gangster vampire and a lot of people mm-hmm. just look like a like a dj or a kid going like the like the goth kid going to prom
1: yeah, or a guy who thinks he's a cool vampire yeah. Satan. Like character. maybe you yeah. own a- Which is not. You don't want to be that. You guy. look
0: like That's a true. teenager that has a katana. You know what I mean? Like don't oh, don't yeah. do that. Oh, um, no. but no,
1: but you know, I I have I have like an author photo coming up, so I feel like I could if I just pull off black suit, Odin, black shirt. No, not that. I'm red going tie. Odin. I'm not going with that. Katana. It. Yeah, no, God. Fedora. Yeah. Oh, man, what a great Fedora a great author. Fo- yeah. No, but not a Fedora. A trilby. Trilby. The fucking trilby, which everyone calls a fedora, but really not fair.
0: A trilby.
1: A trilby. Ooh,
0: that's some early internet right there.
1: Yeah, um, and it's gotta be a mall katana, like a, a Is there any katana? other kind? <laughs> I mean, I guess real ones, but fuck
0: those. Uh ninjas and samurai were created for comic books, Chuck. They're not real. Okay. Right, that's
1: um, true. That's fair. Uh,
0: but yes, this is the work of Maya C. Rubio. We have mentioned we have mentioned her work before. She was the costume designer on Avatar, the uh the the live action Avatar. Uh John Carter, not the Last Airbender, not, but Avatar. You don't,
1: you have to clarify. Uh
0: John Carter, that. uh, mm-hmm. of Mars, not of the Boston yeah. Carters.
1: No. An underrated, An movie, underrated film. An
0: underrated film. Uh World War Z, The Great Wall, Dragon Ball Evolution, yeah. the live-action Dragon Ball movie. Stay away from that. Um, yeah. but she does such a great job in this film with making the characters look a little bit more like themselves, look a little bit more like like they do in the comic books. But also comfy in a weird way, if
1: that makes any sense. Like they don't seem like they're like really clank 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 moving around in sort of uncomfortable suits and rigs. Thor
0: doesn't, unlike Iron Man or Captain America, Thor doesn't put on his costume to become Thor. Thor wears the garb of Asgard. Yeah. Um, Loki doesn't dress up to be the supervillain Loki. He dresses like Loki. Um and in the first two movies. They look a little bit more superheroish because they're mixing in with that world. But now we are seeing them out in space doing alien shit. And so they got to look a little bit more like they're just dressing like aliens. And so they do. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, yeah. And it looks a little more, little more Kirby-ish in this movie. Everything looks good, but particularly their casual looks. The fact that Odin has like a, he could have any eye patch.
1: Any eye And patch. he has
0: an Etsy fucking eye patch
1: an artisanal bespoke
0: Ooh, somebody made yeah. that eye patch for him to spec and like he ordered it and it took yeah. like four to six weeks for it to arrive
1: there might be like a pocket watch underneath it. who knows like just, who knows who
0: knows uh but i do think it's really beautiful and we do get um we do get some good moments between fathers and sons here yeah, it starts it to starts build. It starts to that. build. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we talk about that in episode three, which also exists. Episode two already existed. I don't know why so many people were asking us about it.
1: You know, people are weird. That's just what I talk about. You know what, 2018 and 2019, it's weird. It's weird. Everything's weird right now. And I just I just let people go with yeah, it because I don't blame there's them. there's
0: so much else going on in the world right now that if people wanted another episode two, we can give them another episode two. We
1: can do it. i oh, was sorry for repeating on this Um,
0: one. But hey, next week. Mm-hmm. Finally. That's it drum roll please this is the fi- next week we only have 5 uh, minutes of the episode left
1: and, and we're sorry
0: it'll be sad and we're sorry and it's sad and there's there's clearly no way that we'll be able to continue on beyond be next week nope. so uh be ready for that uh if you have yeah. any questions comments concerns uh other than redoing other episodes i feel like we've re- we've redone one now
1: yeah don't ask us that anymore don't ask us about episode 2 anymore especially, especially now especially
0: now more than ever
1: we've given in to what you want you monsters ah, the
0: internet you know you shouldn't give in to the angry internet hordes and we've learned that over and over mm. again and now, oh they God. Just now they're wa-
1: they gonna want so much from us now they're gonna demand they blood. tell
0: you they tell you never give a, never give money to a con man because it shows a con man what they have to do to get money out of you you know what i mean Shit. uh anyway uh All any right. questions comments or concerns you can send them to us uh via email at grandmaster at ragnatalk.com or hit us up on twitter it's a terrible place and we're there uh i'm at a carboni
1: I am at Chuck Wendig. We'll
0: see y'all next week. Chuck, I love Bye. you, buddy. Love you.